What's up, Brewskies? My name's Marco Dupa. And with me, as always, it's the great and powerful Adam Ubisius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Tonight's brew is another from the from, from New Belgium. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of their I think they they've just they're like, we've hit on something with this food. It's its own brand. Yeah. It's its own brand now, yeah. It's literally like they they had fat tire yeah. and then they ruined it. Yeah. They and but so they, they were had like, to move on. Who cares? Because we have Voodoo Ranger and we can do anything we want with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're right. Move on. They did the Hop Raider IPA mm-hmm. from New Belgium, part of their Voodoo Ranger line. And Obi's going to have a little bit more about that after the break. What's on tap for tonight? We got to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I know you guys are probably already tired of talking about it and mm-hmm. hearing about mm-hmm. it. Well, guess what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about it. We're a not going to. This bit. isn't a sports podcast, so yeah. we won't talk about the game itself. Um, although we could. No, we won't. Yeah. We're just going to talk about the Super Bowl itself sure. and like everything that goes along with the fanfare uh-huh. of the Super Bowl. What else? Uh, we will also be talking about, uh, I guess, a franchise that's gotten much fanfare in the past mm. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. coming out with a remaster of one through three. Uh, and times have changed, my friends. Times have changed. So we're going to talk about how, they, uh, how they're addressing some of the less sensitive aspects of the Tomb Raider franchise back mm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Speaking of times of changing and uh, people having less sensitive or being more sensitive nowadays, we're going to talk a little bit about a guy. You guys may have heard of him. We may have talked about him on the show mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. A little guy named Yay. Oh. And and the and and what happens when this guy puts out an album, and a little guy named Anthony Fantano <laughs> decides that he's gonna take a stand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 what kind of backlash? What the oh, internet has to say. What about the that. internet has to say about that? Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's get rocking and rolling. This is episode four sixteen of the One Beer In podcast. like soul I, I think i would too but yeah i just i don't know it's just one of those you know what the problem was they kept doing movies during the pandemic mm-hmm. and like the stuff that comes out on streaming i was just like i don't know did you this see doesn't uh, feel right i forget if we talked about this did we see red or did you see red no i never watched it that one's really good i like that one a lot yeah 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 i, I, I gotta sit down and, and catch up on the pixar movies yeah I don't think you're missing any missing anything with cars. I I really truly believe in people might not like this opinion, but uh, uh I'm going to say it. I think Cars is incredibly overrated. You know, I think it's one of the most overrated Pixar <laughs> movies. It gets so much love and anytime people talk about it, I'm just like I don't get it. I watch these movies and they're not they're not bad, right. but they're not as good. When people put Cars and Cars 2, Cars 3 is but when they put Cars 1 and 2 in, like, their top 10 of Pixar mm. movies, I'm like, bro. I can't talk. Obviously, I haven't seen it. But that's the main reason why I haven't watched it in the first place. This was actually because I heard people saying 
a low rumble, if you will, of people saying it's not that good. It's not. And it mostly being like, you know, a fun kids movie mm -hmm. and kids really gravitating towards it because it's, you know, it's talking cars. Yeah. I mean, it was the first I think it was the first time I watched a Pixar movie and thought as an adult or I guess as a young adult, I think the first one came out and I was, I don't know. We weren't kids anymore. No, right? no, we weren't. Yeah. We weren't. The first one is, I think, I think we were in our 20s. If only there was a way to know. <laughs> but it was the first time I remember watching it and not thinking or thinking that. 2006. Uh, okay, so we were 16, 17 around there. Like getting out of, well, still in high school, but getting, yeah. getting close to getting out of it, the first one. Um, and what's the Rotten Tomatoes on it? I bet it's like 100. They're always... Oh, no. See, 75. See, 75. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was the first time I remember watching a Pixar movie and thinking, like, the over or the underlying message is pretty simple to understand. Mm. Like, I've, you know, you, you usually watch these movies and you're like, I can tell that there's, there's a message under this message that they're trying to, sure. you know, even as far back as Toy Story of, like, there's the message of, friendship mm -hmm. and you know being honest with your friends and helping each other but then there's also yeah and there's <laughs> there's there's this really deep emotional thing about being left behind being abandoned yeah. being left behind mm -hmm. and 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 things stuff that adults can articulate and and you know deal with yeah kids feel those feelings too obviously but we're not able to um talk them out we're not able to understand those yeah, yeah. those feelings hard to communicate yeah but you can get it if you're watching it as a kid because you're, you're seeing these characters right live it out and that kind of stuff is what pixar was known for for all of their movies yeah. like that deep that message there's there's the obvious one of compassion and kindness and sharing and blah 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 and then there's that message under it that you're like oh mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the real one that's yeah. the one that like that's why these movies are works of art mm -hmm. and cars was just it just was like yeah, this guy has to, or this car. <laughs> this car, <laughs> this car man. He has to be a better car. Yeah, <laughs> he can't be a, a shitty car anymore. Mm -hmm. He has to be like a nicer car. It's Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like he was an arrogant asshole, mm -hmm. and then he learned to not be so arrogant. Mm -hmm. But he also had a reason to be arrogant. He was like the best. Fucking like, yeah, he was the best. Ciao. But he he met uh, a tow truck. Yeah, he met a tow truck, and then he met he met a he met like what looks like an Oldsmobile with a mustache, and they mm -hmm. taught him lessons in uh, being a better car. That's, that's really sweet. That was it. Yeah, I don't have to watch it anymore. You I don't mean, need to watch it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, let's get to the actual <laughs> meat and potatoes. <laughs> let's talk about this beer. The actual actual barley and malt of this uh, mm -hmm. of this uh, of this episode. Hops too. Hops. Speaking and, of. And, and a lot of them. <laughs> Speaking of. Obi, you want to tell us a little bit more about what we're drinking tonight? I would love to. This is the Voodoo Ranger Hop Raider uh, IPA. And it doesn't have a cold read on the can, unfortunately. Uh, but I was able to pull up on newbelgium.com a description. It goes as follows. Voodoo Ranger has unearthed world-class hops packed with big notes of citrus, stone fruit, and refreshing bitter bite. At 8.1%, hold on tight. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. I like it. it rhymes. Right. it rhymes. I mean, yeah. It's nice. It's good. It's good. It's good. I can't really, I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but. 
They might be they might be diluting this a little bit. I think, <laughs> I think we're getting no. I don't I don't mean this beer. I okay. mean I mean no. I don't mean I mean the line. The Voodoo Ranger line mm, mm-hmm. feels like it's being diluted a little bit. Is it like the uh, the Duff light Duff? Uh, right, uh, and it's <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, because yeah, well, we'll talk about. Okay, it. okay. Uh, well, that, I would like to explain to you real quick. The reason I picked this up was because you hurt me so much last time. <laughs> <laughs> with, with 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 the spicy watermelon. Yeah. So you said, let me get an imperial IPA. I said, let me get back to what I'm comfortable mm, with. Mm. I need I need a, a nice belly rub. Uh huh. I need a shoulder rub. I need a little peck on the cheek. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this beer is hopefully yeah. going to be. This this is a real this is a real hug from behind. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Great. Glad glad we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Love a double IPA. So this past weekend was the big game. The big game. The game, your uh, your your cornball roommate's favorite game, where he uh, where he he comes out and he says, "You guys are watching the game. I'll be I'll be in my room reading sports. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I just hope they all have fun. <laughs> Hand egg. I'm just here for the commercials. I'm just so sick of you, all of you." It's like, how long are we gonna do this joke? How long are we? Gonna, how long are you gonna be this person? If you don't like watching sports, that's fine. Sure, you can just not watch. You the can sports. ignore. You it. don't have to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy doesn't really. They don't really watch a lot of sports. Yeah, they didn't sit around complaining that the game was on. In fact, they were excited to come over and we cooked and, and they had a good time. It's a nice, fun time to get everybody together. You don't have to be. You don't always have to be the person in the corner. Being better than everybody else. No, no, no. Sometimes and, you can just sit down and enjoy the thing that everyone else is enjoying. And that's the big thing about the big game. The big game. Is that it's more than just the game itself, obviously. there's It, it is a legitimate mini, uh, uh, like, holiday, really, in America. Yeah. You know? I was saying that I'm actually, and I and I mean this, I'm legitimately surprised it's not a... It's not an American holiday. It like basically a real is bank holiday. It basically is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they do it on Sunday, so you don't have to get the day off, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be Most nice to have Monday off, but you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but that's always a joke too. It's like, oh, party too hard last night. That's right. why you came rolling in late. Mm-hmm. Or people taking the day off. It's like it wasn't it like one of the most requested days off of the year. Yeah. You know. Oh, I mean, if the Jets got in, are you kidding me? I'd be inconsolable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because you know they would have lost, so. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, being there is enough. Yeah. Just, just being, just being enough. there. Just being there. I'd be happy enough with that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see the the need to do that. Because it's, it's, it's so much more than that. Like, you know, if you want to be the guy that just watches the commercials, that's fine. If you want to be the person that is, is there just to have some drinks with your friends, that's there for you, too. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the person that cooks up something that you wouldn't or- ordinarily do, you invite your friends over, That's it's there for you, too. Mm-hmm. Or if you just don't want to engage with it at all, you can also do that. But well, like, well, you know, the thing is, though, man, we're, we're friends with too many hipsters. That's the problem. Like, when you live this life that we've lived, yeah. you you find yourself amongst certain people that uh, that... that this is a normal this is normal for them. They they themselves have lived lives and not worried about any kind of NBA championship or 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 you know national championship or Super Bowl. Like this kind of stuff doesn't even register on their scale sure. of importance. And so they don't feel it. I I mean this is something just for me personally. This is one of those things that like I had like it was kind of like a 
I don't want to say culture shock, but it really was culture <laughs> shock. Like I, you know, I grew up on sports. I yep. grew up yep. on like very traditional values when it came to shit like that. Yeah, real consumerist. You know, uh, you're uh, saying uh, you're an American. Yeah, basically, like real, just like American shit. Sure. Uh, but not, but like middle Amer- middle middle America. Yeah. American traditional shit. yeah mm-hmm. so then when you when you get older and you start like it's, it, it's it's the movies that you watch it's the the books that you read it's the music that you listen to all that shit like is different but then but then those people they have to be different too right you don't mm-hmm. take into account that you don't get to be uh you don't you don't get to meet people who listen to cool music who that also are into this very traditional middle America. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you see what I'm sure, saying? Sure, sure. Like, like, if you're somebody who's listening to, like, Tom Waits, it's kind of hard for that person to also, not to say that it doesn't exist, sure. because there's millions of people that exist like that. I, you right. know, we're, we're I'm, I'm not saying that those people don't exist. What I'm saying is when you grow up, when you're trying to find yourself, when you are leaning in that direction, this very hipster direction, yeah. you have to sometimes abandon certain things on this side. I'll say this too. I think it's less about that and it's more about when you're finding yourself, a lot of the ways that people find themselves, especially when they're young, is by rejecting other things. Yeah. It's not about just excluding. It's about wholly rejecting and saying, my personality is that I hate hip hop. Right. And love country or, you know, I don't know. Uh, you take I'm, that back. <laughs> I'm super into sci-fi, but I think that like Renfair stuff is really cringy and right. gross. Yeah, you basing know? your whole personality around a thing because that's all you know what to do right now. You and, have to. Uh, yeah. You're creating who you're gonna be or who you think you're gonna be. And unfortunately, the, some of the strongest like <clears throat> skin deep bonds I think are, are forged in hatred of something yeah as opposed to like celebrating something you actually love right you know well even sports fans hate their rivals and they're forged in like if i'm a 49ers fan i just hate the seahawks like yeah. i'm just gonna be and and you hate the cowboys yeah if you're a cowboys fan we all hate you and that's <laughs> yeah. so that's how that's supposed to be it's mm-hmm. just it is you know it's just ingrained in yeah. who you are and some people take that thing very very well, seriously sure. yeah it's tons of tribalism in sports i mean it's kind of the whole well, thing but isn't but, it? but but there's tribalism in everything really mm-hmm. right there's like this this idea politics and I, yeah <laughs> uh yeah so in the in in music the kind of person that you think you want to be or who you're or who you're trying to create this this persona that you're putting in front of everybody uh some things have to be sacrificed and like being a sports fan for some reason when you grow up you're like you can't be both mm. but when you're in your 30s it's like are we really still doing this <laughs> yeah. i get back in high school this resistance yeah, this, yeah. this thing that you had to be cooler than everybody else you had sure. to be smarter more intellectual you were reading well we talked about it with like uh emo versus hip-hop yeah you know like the like diametrically opposed fan bases for just not liking the same kind of music and aesthetic. Yeah. You know, like you get old enough. It's like, it's like, what are we, why it doesn't are we matter. Still, yeah. We're still doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So at I'm least just, for, I, I would say at least for most people. I, you know? And, and you know, the thing is, I think a lot of people are also coming to this realization or this feeling. And I think it just like is when you, when you get older, you just don't have the energy to, to, to be like, all right, like, I'm just not going to, I can't do this with you. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to play this game with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's still some people I know 
like, you know, where I work, obviously, I talk to so many people and I, sure. I work in an area where there's very diverse group of people that come in and, and there were still people coming in like, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys, the, the big game is on. I, I get it. You know, <laughs> you guys are going to watch your sports. And I'm why just are you like, closing early? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like, Sunday. Ah, God, dude, I, I just I don't have it. I don't have the energy yeah. to explain this to you anymore. If you're, if you're in your mid 20s to 30s and you're still trying to be that guy. Hmm. Uh, I got nothing for it's you. It's exhausting. It is. It has to be an exhausting way to live, you know? Yeah. And I think I think people are coming to this realization. I saw a lot of like TikToks and jokes and memes and stuff about people making fun of that person. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. we're getting more and more to the point where like being uh, being cringe is the last thing that you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's like a death knell for your online personality, <laughs> yeah, right? For sure. And so that personality, that person is is just so cringe and and people are just like the last thing I want is for people to get the ick when they see me mm-hmm. or when I do things or say things. Yeah. And uh yeah, so if what? that if that's what it takes, if that's what gen if that's what zoomers the need. Zoomers, yeah. Uh to not do shit like that, then that's sound Good. fine with fine, it. yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I do think that as a species uh, the youth are trending towards being nicer overall. Yeah, yeah overall, which is nice to sure. see. I mean, there's still oh, there are assholes I mean, everywhere. Well, we're gonna course, we're gonna but... get to we're gonna get to that. <laughs> it's just some assholes. Yeah, yeah later fine. in the show. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think overall we're we're definitely societally moving past the ew. You like that? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more so like all right, you know, you like that? That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, and we're on we're we're the the internet is is just so wide open now that you can find people, you can find your tribes and and these tribes now they used to be very you got to like this thing or you don't yeah. get in. And now it's very, you know, you can like this 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 and this cuz we all do cuz like people actually normally do like sure that many things at once. The tribes are more diverse you know? because we're able to talk to more people. And, yeah. 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 I had to, you know, there was, there was a, there was a, there was a time of growing up and talking to certain people and being in certain friend groups where, where you kind of push down the idea of like, you know, there were moments in my life where I was in a group of people and everybody's too cool for school and I can't talk to any of these people about the things that I actually want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be yourself. Mixed martial arts, fucking, yeah. you know, sports, fucking, like. Or at least not openly because you're afraid of someone having a differing opinion and you looking dumb. Well, just, I, I was I was afraid of, I was, I never, I was always just afraid of, like, nobody's going to get this. Like, this conversation is going to go nowhere. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be telling people uh-huh. about a thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's all you're going to get is, like. You know, I'm excited about this thing. Like, dog, did you see the fucking Lakers last night? Isn't that crazy that they and you're just gonna get people like, yeah, all right, man. And then and then you're like, then you're then you're like, oh yeah, Marco's like the sports guy. And it's like, I mean, even now to a lesser extent, the people yep. the where I work and the people that I'm around is like, you're the sports guy. Sure. Like we know Marco cares about that thing, and it's yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah that that was me and uh, early on video games, later on movies. Mm-hmm. Because I had this geyser just waiting to go if anyone actually wanted to engage with me about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was always afraid of letting it off 
when somebody wasn't ready. <laughs> because boy howdy, I could go. Can't turn it off once Can't people. That's what the show's all yeah, about. What do you? What, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the that's the reason that this thing exists. Right, right. We this talk is, about the things that we want to talk about. This is how I can vent that out. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I I get exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. It, it, listen, and the Super Bowl itself and the culture around the Super Bowl is not without its legitimate criticisms. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if people have a, a beef with the actual game and the actual, like, um, circumstances surrounding the game and, and the capitalism and the consumerism that goes along with it, I get that. All of that stuff is legitimate. But you can talk about that shit on Monday, bro. I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit when I'm when I'm actually watching the game. You think I want you on think the I biggest a, night for ads? Yeah, dude. I don't care how you feel about this stuff right now. Mm. All right. I'm. You know what? I'm not. And I'm. This is gonna sound like a real hipster approach to this too. But I don't even really watch the commercials anymore. Well, I, I'm care, dude. Like today, like during the game last this this uh, game, I was I was cooking. I was barbecuing a bunch of shit because we had to, you know, we had an event. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a ton of time to like prep a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I get home and I'm cooking. And while I'm cooking, I'm bouncing back in and I'm watching the game. Mm-hmm. So anytime, it was the opposite. I didn't I didn't come in to watch the commercials. Anytime the game went to commercial, I yeah. popped back out Run to back check out. on the grill and the food and everything. Yeah. So, you know, not for nothing, but I missed a shit ton of the commercials this year. Because I'm like, I don't really... Because they're not as good anymore. So let's yeah. get into the the meat and potatoes of this, okay? Sure. Why we're why we're even talking about the Super Bowl in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I generally agree with you. I think the commercials have gotten progressively worse over time, and I think a lot of that has to do with these companies either using up their slot to just show like a QR code that you can scan and go somewhere else for more information right uh which is a way for them to kind of skirt around not having that much time buying a smaller time slot and being like yeah we have our you know three minute commercial actually on youtube yeah so just scan this thing you'll find more information we looked it up and it's seven million dollars on average for a 30 second spot yeah i mean it's legitimately the most expensive night for ads yeah period so you know i i think that sucks <laughs> and also secondly uh the overuse of or i should say over reliance of celebrity yeah like making it just a thing so a celebrity will show face say a catchphrase and it doesn't even need to make like narrative sense for the commercial it's just like oh, it yeah. almost never does oh you guys clearly just you know spent money for this person to be on screen for a couple of minutes so you go oh yeah i know that guy you yeah. know, like it's uh, how mean, many commercials this year and in the past couple of years too has a celebrity cameo popped up where they were just doing a thing that they don't normally do. Like even like this year's uh, with the, with the Beyonce commercial where they mm-hmm. got her. The whole thing was like, let's try to break the internet. <clears throat> Take a step back. I love Beyonce. Okay, so let okay. me let me just right. preface right. this because yeah. I'm going to criticize her now, but I love her. Take a step back from that ad. Yeah. What are they even really advertising? You could put any celebrity in that that idea. How do you even pitch that unless you already know you've got Beyonce involved? Because yeah. it's a, it was a it was what is a, a Verizon, Verizon or a T- yeah. it was a Verizon yeah. commercial where they're trying to quote unquote break the internet with Tony Hale. Right. When's, yeah, Tony Hale was <laughs> yeah. in it. When's the last time? <laughs> <laughs> 
When's the last time anything broke the internet? We we haven't had this conversation about like this thing was so massive that it broke the it, shit goes viral all the time. That's how yeah. we find out about things. Is vir, 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 oh, Jesus Christ virality virality <laughs> yeah. virality I thought you were trying to say Verizon 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 <laughs> that idea is dead because yeah. all of the information that we consume is just things going viral all the time any tweets sure. that get over 100,000 likes that's how information gets discerned. you get a conversation started by one person saying something that's really interesting and then we all agree and then that tweet gets put in articles where they're like this is what people are saying yeah. about this thing and it's like no this is what one person is saying right. but nobody has broken the end even beyonce herself in this commercial is talking about breaking the internet with all of these fake things you know what would have really broken the internet is if she actually did any one thing in that commercial so like she has a she, part of it was her streaming right and then people found out that that um that was an actual real uh twitch account mm -hmm. what ha what would have really broken the internet if she was on is if she was actually on twitch yeah playing a game or even just talking to people sure that would have been massive that probably would have crashed the site yeah but instead it's all this fake shit and we're talking about what are we talking about well not to mention it I I'm not sure about the timing of this and whether it was on accident or not, but she at the end of it, the big you know haha moment is she's like, oh, I guess I have to release more music. Yeah, and she and does. She did. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like you know a classic Beyonce album drop where suddenly out of nowhere there's a brand new Beyonce album. It was a single. No, it was two, yeah, it was two singles. Um, and <laughs> none of them had anything to do with the commercial. Right. right. She's dropping a country album. As part two to Renaissance. I could tell from the song. <laughs> <laughs> and why not have that be a part of the commercial? Sure. Reveal to be, the whole thing should have been like her at like a. Uh, 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 Make it Western or something. Yeah. People square dancing to her new song. Anything to let people know like what they're about to listen to. Get but a little instead, Nas X to roll across there. Would have been great. Yeah. But no, throw another celebrity it, in there. Why not? It's just a thing that to 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 you know. I guarantee it was like an elder millennial or a boomer that was like, uh, "Where'd the break the internet thing come from?" Because we're Verizon, we we do internet. Oh, Beyonce, she dropped that album. All right, well let's have her do this thing and reference that. Yeah, simple as that. Because the thing is, she has broken the internet before with right with, with doing what you said, like surprise releases out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah, it just falls flat. Because none of it really even registers anymore. Yeah. I will say, I will say, despite everything we just said, I did love the Duncan commercial. Yeah. I yeah. thought that one was actually funny. Yeah. Well written, well acted. I thought it was really good. But that one makes sense, though. Yeah. You know? Sure. That's why it works. Because it makes sense. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it narratively, it makes sense. You've, you've got years of Ben Affleck building up goodwill with, with Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. You know, that it makes sense. Right. You don't just throw some random celebrity in there without having at least like that narrative through line of like, yeah, we've all already associated the uh, uh, New England area with Duncan and yeah. we associate uh, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck with Duncan. Yeah. So now it works. Right. You know, you don't associate uh, um Beyonce with Verizon, Verizon or yeah. Twitch sure. or any other sure. number of things, random shit that was in that commercial. Yeah. 
No, that's why it doesn't work. That's why the random celebrity thing, you know, when like Kaylee Cuoco is like a waitress in a in a commercial or something, or mm. she it, it, she just is there, and you're like, all right. Or, or when they bring back like I don't know, like Barbara Streisand, or do like some weird random colla- mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, cameo, but they're just there. Yeah. And and then like you know I don't know football zips by their face and they're just like oh did you see that oh, wow. and they're like a big shot of their face <laughs> and you're like oh fuck it's Henry Winkler he's in this commercial <laughs> it's like great. that was fun 15 years ago when companies couldn't afford these people and they were just doing it and you're going holy shit they're on TV yeah you fucking Doritos paid. Uh, Paul Giamatti to be in this commercial. you know something like it always I would love to see a Paul Giamatti commercial yeah. That is when it was like, but now it's every single year. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a cameo off, and it and it dulls the the blade of uh, of of the surprise of this thing. It's no yeah. longer. It's just like, all right, who's gonna show up this year? And it's like watching an award show year in and year out. You're like, all right, well, I mean, I know I know Tom Hanks is gonna be there. I'm not surprised when the camera pans sure to him. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I- Again, other than like that Duncan commercial, I don't really remember many of them. They were very unmemorable. Yeah. However, however, we did have some trailers. We're not gonna do a trailer trash, but we will talk about them. Um, yeah. What'd you think about uh, what'd you think about that Deadpool three trailer? The internet has really ruined everything. Okay. All right. It, the, <laughs> <laughs> so full, you you, full stop. you you loved it then, huh? <laughs> Um, Which actually is one of those examples of watch the full trailer online yes. right now. Yeah, it was literally just an announcement that it's live. Yeah, what a wild. Also, but the thing is, it worked. It did because it was the highest watched trailer uh-huh. of all time. Yeah. So, but the Super Bowl was also the highest watched Super Bowl of all. Sure. Time. Yeah. So, was it just the right year to pay? You know, probably thirty million dollars, or uh, for like a ten-second spot. Yeah, did they did they just get lucky? You know, either way. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool. Thank you, Taylor. Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah, Deadpool and Wolverine. I mean, we knew because Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman made some cornball ass announcement that they were going to be making this movie mm-hmm. years ago. Years ago, yeah. So we so we knew that this was that this is where they were going to go with the movie or whatever. Yeah. But. It still would have been cool to be surprised by things. Yeah. The internet has ruined surprises. Sure. That's There's been the a lot problem. of leaked photos, a yeah. lot of uh, leaked information in general. Yeah. And and it and it's even st- like dude, I don't I don't search leaks. I don't no, I don't I don't read scripts. I don't I don't even I don't read variety, so I don't keep up with like stuff that gets announced, the trades. I try to like I try to be surprised. I want to be surprised, yeah. you know? So hard to with the internet. It really is. Yeah. It's just like I, I just go on. To I wish it. the internet would break. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I would love for for us to just be able to like, you know, you go to the theater and not know who's going to be in these movies yeah. and like not know uh, only know what you want to know going in. You sure. know, indie movies you can still do that with. I had no idea what Saltburn was about. Yeah, <laughs> until I watched it and I was like, what the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This is refreshing, you know. All I knew was a uh, murder on the dance floor, <laughs> and then and then even those TikToks. I don't know if I said this on the show last week or when we talked about Saltburn, but those TikToks 
got didn't it wrong. <laughs> they weren't even, yeah, it didn't even make sense. When I finally yeah. watched the movie, I was like, you guys didn't even get it. Fucking rich people are so stupid, oh, man. Yeah. They're just so stupid. Can't even do a joke right. There's one lesson you get out of this. is Rich, rich people, people are dumb. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to get back to the trailer. Yeah. Not being surprised aside. Yeah. It looks fucking cool. I'm not yeah. one of these people that's like, I'm tired of, M- of the MCU, and I'm tired of Deadpool, and I'm tired of Ryan Reynolds and all this. I'm not. No, I want no. them to be good. I am tired of them being bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not tired of, of, of Marvel movies or of comic book movies. I love comic books. I love uh, I comic love movies. book movies. I love, yeah. I want them to be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not tired. I don't I don't. You're not have, rooting against them. Yeah. I don't have Superman fatigue, superhero fatigue. Yeah. I don't have that. I want these movies to be good. I want to go and enjoy myself. Yeah. And I want these actors to be rewarded for, for fucking, you know, spending eight months starving themselves to look good for these yeah. movies. I want these things to work. So I'm not against them. I'm not rooting against them. Yeah. So the trailer looks fun. I want this movie to be good. Yeah. I'm happy that Hugh Jackman is is having fun. Yeah. He looks awesome. The movie itself looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan. I like I like Ryan Reynolds. I don't understand why we're turning know, I, on these people. I don't know how you cannot like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's one of the most likable actors of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, like I'm into it, dude. I'm into it. Yeah. I liked it. You know, I like it. Mini, uh, mini, not trash for me. Okay, <laughs> I guess we can rate it if we were the ones. Yeah, I mean, we might as well. We're, we just, we, we're not tooting. We're not tooting. No, no, toot-toot. no, toot-toot. no toots. No toots. No toots. No toots. No toots. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think it's really refreshing to see kind of everything that they've been leading up to with this splash of rated R MCU movies now you know like seeing it actually come to fruition and clearly not holding any punches i think it's really refreshing i think it's gonna shake up the mcu in a really good way Mm. and um i think it's cool that we see that it's tying into the tva yeah that was cool i think that's that's really smart we knew that script leaks told us that that's what the movie was going to be about Mm. it fucking sucks it would have been cool to watch the trailer and then see him in the office watching all the shit going on and, yeah. and, and him being in the TVA and going, oh, they're connecting it to the... Now he's like actually in the MCU. Blah, right. blah, blah, blah. That would have been cool Yeah, to, to see that for the first time and not know that information going in. That's not the reality we live in, though. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought it was cool to see that. Um, I'm kind of glad that they're semi-hiding the reveal of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, yeah. classic Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I hope that stays that way until you know we can see the movie, which I doubt it will, because there's going to be a full trailer. In yeah. it. That full trailer, he's going to like kick a door in. And yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, bub? Uh huh. Yeah, we're going to get all of it. Cigar unfortunately, which still would be cool. It just, you know, I don't need much more though to get me to want to see this movie. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, be, I, it's you know, not be trash. cool is if, if if Hugh Jackman is if if he wants to continue doing these movies, what if they just did. Live action. I mean, they'll never do it because I just read some report that um, Kevin Feige told Mark Ruffalo, like, we're never doing a Hulk movie. So you can just put that dream to bed, <laughs> which is so crazy. I saw that, <laughs> too. Just yeah. be like, dude, it ain't let happening. it go. Yeah. Because we're not doing it. No. But do you know how sick it would be is if they just did some offshoot Hulk versus Wolverine movie? Yeah. With Hugh Jackman and Mark Ruffalo. And the whole movie is it's not some tie in thing. It's just like this is going to it's 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 Wolverine versus Hulk. Yeah. And it's just that. They'd have to level up Hulk a lot, though. Because yeah, he couldn't M- be like MCU, smart Hulk. He MCU be, yeah. Hulk is, is uh, uh, famous, infamously, I should say, weak. Yeah. 
compared to comic book Hulk. Yeah. Who's like indestructible. Yeah. 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 Anyway. No, we're not getting that. Sorry. Yeah. Not not trash. Not trash for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that looked cool. What about Twisters? Another big friend. Another big old franchise. <laughs> big old franchise. Another big old franchise. I mean. R.I.P. <sighs> Bill Paxton. I don't know if I've. I think I might have said this on the show before years ago. But does I don't really like disaster movies. They don't really do it for me. I don't like. Uh, I think Twisters is it, Twisters is a classic, like fun blockbuster. But I don't really Twister. like Twister. Yeah, sorry, not Twisters. This is the this is the aliens of aliens. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. But tornadoes. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really. I don't like them. I don't like Twenty Twelve. I don't like. Uh, I mean, Independence Day is a disaster movie, but it's also a sci-fi alien sure. invasion movie. Sure. It's awesome. I don't like disaster movies. So um, those classic Emmerich disaster yeah, films. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, uh, Twister, the, the original movie, eh, it, it, I, it's just, I don't, I don't care for it. So like this, I just, it's for, for me personally, like I just did. Does nothing for you? I, I have no, not even an inkling to check it out. See, it's funny you say that because I too don't like disaster movies that much either. But I never considered Twister a disaster movie, strangely enough. It always came off more as like a, a thriller or like a... a, a, a like a chase movie in a weird way, you know, like yeah. that's how I always read it. It was never, cause I think the problem I have with disaster movies is the scope of the disaster is too big to fathom. Right. Right. But with Twister, it's like, that's okay, this point. town got leveled yeah, and it's like something that actually happens in real life. Yeah. So kind of, you know, it brought it back to earth a little bit for me. <sighs> and I, I grew up loving Twister. Twister yeah. was like up there when I was a kid. I'm yeah. like, this is awesome. Yeah. I love Bill Paxton. Uh, uh, I yeah, love Bill Helen, cool. Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. I love their chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in an early role yeah. as a side character. Yeah, and and just the team. It's the it's a team movie too. You know, I I, I just think it works on so many levels. Um, and I you know I'm personally a little excited about Twisters. Yeah, as dumb as it looks. Yeah, I I you know I think it's gonna be hard to capture that magic in a bottle again uh but that's that that really is the tough part because you in the 90s you could sell people on this yeah there was a lot of fear about stuff like that especially sure. if you lived in like a uh, uh like in tornado tornado alley or in like oh, a sure. midwest town you could sell people on this fear yeah but nowadays it's kind of hard to people are just so depressed <laughs> about, <laughs> it's just really hard to sell people on shit like like, oh, no, what's going to like a lot of people would be like, who cares? Well, I guarantee what they're going to do is they're going to tie it into like global warming or mm-hmm. something and make it like these climate change. These are the strongest tornadoes we've ever seen. Yeah. And make it like, oh, this is even more dire than the first one. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck selling that to half the country that doesn't <laughs> believe that climate change is real. Sure. But that's why we have our Glenn Powell character. Yeah. You know, he he's there. To be the uh, the anchor for the common man, mm-hmm. and to be this country dude that has a big ego, mm. and you know maybe he's gonna learn something by the end of it. He might, he might. Disaster movies, they're just there isn't a good or a bad guy, so it's just like if it's if it's a movie where like everything's gonna, if it's the whole move the whole world is over, yeah, then it kind of feels like to me. What's the point of running? Where are you going? 
Sure. Like, it's over. Yeah. And if it's something like this, like, or not this, but uh, Twister, mm-hmm. with the scope being just this one town, it's like, you're not saving anybody, so just leave. Well, what they're doing is important research. It's important meteorological research. See, but it's not, though. It's not. <laughs> It'll save lives. Will it, though? Yes. Will it? It will. It ain't saving nobody in that town. No, but, you know, future generations... <laughs> Helen Hunt's dad got sucked out of the storm shelter, okay? Yeah. And that traumatized her yeah. into being a storm chaser. Right, okay. So Let- that no other little girl has to go through that, okay? And, 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 and I would be like, you know what? You got that generational trauma you got to deal with. I don't. <laughs> I'll see you later. I, 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 this was a, I'm a temp. <laughs> I, got this, I got this job holding up this little doohickey. I don't even know what this thing does. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm a dip. It's just I'm gonna a, get a taxi. It's just a kid's windmill. <laughs> it's just going. I don't even know what this thing does. Yeah, uh, it was track the wind. I don't know. You keep that, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna just leave. And you guys can you guys can do this. Yeah. Uh, who else is in this cast? Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, Anthony Ramos, Kiernan Shipka, uh, and I don't know any of these other people. I'm sorry. It's a lot of young people. Yeah, it's a young cast. Where's the? Uh, Where's the old people cameo? They may be keeping that under wraps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, come on, they got to do a, they got to do at least one old person. Is Helen Hunt in it? Uh, oh, look, there's a whole. Yeah, <laughs> there's an entire it. article on New York Post. Uh, the headline is: Will Helen Hunt appear in the new Twisters movie? Her sequel idea got rejected in shady re- for shady reason. So there may be uh, sour grapes, you know. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe she'll come back. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, you got a lot of cool trailers or you got a lot of would be trailers. You got a lot of, of stuff saying like, hey, you want to check this out? Go here. Because 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 these companies are wising up and they're going like, we don't need a 30 second spot. Right. What we need is a 10 second spot to tell people to go to our minute and a half spot. Yep. Which is smart. Uh-huh. But what that does now <clears throat> is it brings the entire product down the Super Bowl itself. Mm-hmm. If the producers of the Super Super Bowl were smart, they would look at the big picture and they would say, instead of charging people seven to ten million dollars for a 30-second spot, let's pull that number down, mm-hmm. right? We'll get more companies buying longer spots putting in more work because they know that now, okay, instead of this being a $10 million spot, this is a $5 million spot. Now we got $5 million more million to spare to do mm-hmm. some cool shit with this 30-second spot instead of 10 seconds to just tell people to go to our website, right? Yeah. Because overall, as a presentation, the Super Bowl has become this rushed, uh, Get it in, get it out, kind of thing where it's ad after ad after ad, then back to the game, and then we, and then when you go back to the ads, and it's just like bung, 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 and it's all these companies going like, I got seven million here, I got ten million here, yeah. and they're all just trying to squeeze in their spot uh-huh. instead of an actual like, if if the producers were smart, they would go like, what is the actual experience that people are having with this? Yeah, because there are. Millions of people who watch the Super Bowl and they've been trained to go, I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. And that's fine mm-hmm. because there is an entire culture and industry behind just Super Bowl ads. 
But the problem is the last couple of years have been these bullshit ads. <laughs> yeah. So why not take a step back and go, are we creating an experience for people or are we just trying to make as much money as we can in the short term? And I know, obviously, the answer is like, they don't give a fuck. They're just yeah. going to make the money. They're just going to. I was, I was letting you go, man. <laughs> yeah. like, I got to tell you. <laughs> I know. You're I know. such an innocent, dumb baby <laughs> because absolutely they will take money hand over fist. Yeah, definitely. And this... <laughs> Above the uh, uh, quality of the commercial. Yeah. They don't care about that. They're, they are out to make as much money as possible. Yeah. I CBS. mean, it just, I don't, I don't know. You know, it just feels like. All of everything, and and this is this is obviously I'm in my I'm 33, and I'm looking back at at certain things that just used to feel like they took time. They yeah. they used to feel like they like even the Super Bowl halftime show. Usher did a great job. I think so too. It was a it was a great show. Yeah. But then, but when you watch, exhausting. Yeah, he looked exhausted Ooh. by the end of it. He was sweating just yeah. But when you look at um. When you look at older halftime shows, <clears throat> these the artists had like, a, it felt like they had a lot of time to mm. really put on a show. You'll watch the Michael Jackson halftime show. Yeah. The first 10 minutes, he doesn't even say anything. <laughs> it's just, just applause. He literally is just like, he gets all these body doubles mm. and, and he keeps popping up in different parts of the arena. <laughs> and then when they finally, when they finally cut to him mm -hmm. he stands there for what feels like an eternity mm -hmm. and he doesn't say a word he stands there and it's the famous um uh if you've ever seen the cover of history his uh his greatest hits where it's a statue created mm -hmm. it that is what it, it's a it's a statue of him standing there in like the gold and black suit and he's just looking and he just stands there <laughs> and the crowd is going insane yeah people course. are losing it and he doesn't say a word he just stands there mm-hmm and it feels like he's standing there for, I mean, two hours. He yeah. just, and then he finally gets the show going, and, it, and it's like, there's no way on God's green earth that the producers of the halftime show would let an artist just stand there. I mean, look at what happened. Yeah. Like, Usher, as the second he comes out. Got busy. Dude. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> he was getting Let's freaky go. fast. Let's yeah. go. And I don't think that that's a product of the show he wanted to put on. Yeah. That's a product of them going, you got 20 minutes. Right. Honestly, you got 18. Well, if I we're being honest. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a product of the fact that they make so much money on ads. So they're like, we could sneak in a couple more ads if right. we just cut your show down by right. that much. So I'm saying. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I got 18 minutes, probably 17, really. Yeah. Let's do as much as we can. Mm hmm. Alicia Keys comes out there and she's like, I'm already singing. Some <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't people. <laughs> she wasn't ready Some. to go. She wasn't ready. <laughs> fucking Jermaine Dupree, he's half dressed. You know, fucking the only one who seemed like he was ready to do it was Ludacris. He's like, you know, he's like, fuck it, all I gotta do is spit this one verse. Yeah. And he crushed it. Sure. Usher crushed it. I mean, it was a great show. It was a great Lil John did fine as well. Lil John was good. Yeah. yeah. All he had to do was just be in the crowd. Yeah. They're they're rapping and singing over their own vocals. They don't mm -hmm. even have to really sing, uh, except for Alicia Keys, obviously. Sure. sure. Uh, so her was there too. Her playing yeah. a guitar that some people are speculating she, <laughs> she wasn't, wasn't playing. playing. Yeah. And 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 uh, mm -hmm. it's just everything feels like they're trying they're trying to just get it over with, as opposed yeah. to just 
living in this for a minute. Sure, you know? celebrating. Celebrated. That's this whole thing. <laughs> the whole year has been a culmination of this one thing. Let's 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 live in it for a second. Let's let's just breathe yeah. for a moment. Yeah. Even at the end of the game, the game got over with. And Tony Romo sitting there yelling and screaming about shit, and and it feels like they don't let these moments breathe anymore. These guys are running off the field. And they're already grabbing Andy Reid to mm-hmm. go to the podium, and, yeah. and it because they've got ads to play, of course. and they've got this stupid fucking tie-in show that they're trying to sell mm-hmm. to people. And by the way, I watched that show. I don't remember what it's called, but it was like the it was like the um, fuck. What was it called? Yeah, it was like the Searcher or something, something or? like that. And they played it right after the Super Bowl. And my theory on this. When I saw the ads, was one of two things: either they're really confident that this show is good, so they're going to play it after the yeah. Super Bowl, or they're really, really scared that it's a bad show yeah. and they need a tie-in as strong as the sure, Super Bowl sure. to get people to watch it. And let me tell you something: I watched that show, and for me personally, it is the latter. <laughs> that yeah. show sucked, yeah. but it just—you know what I'm saying? It just feels like we're trying to get everything over with so fast that we're just not like living it's, in it. It's, it is such anxiety culture. You know, yeah, like it's like come on, we have to get to the next thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, maybe they yeah. know. Maybe they know. Maybe that's why they're doing all this stuff because they're like, we're gonna lose people sure. if we don't keep this train yeah. rolling. People are gonna go to bed yeah. or, or uh, switch the channel. I bet you it drove them crazy when the game went into overtime. They were like, oh, oh yeah. no. Well, you saw they repeated the same commercials again. Yeah, like a few <laughs> times. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah, we've run out of stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it just once it got it was done. I don't know. You feel you just feel tired. You're just at the end of it, and you're just like, it's over. Yeah, the game just felt like it didn't just it just flew by. Even when yeah. it went into overtime, it felt like like it's moving so fast. It did. It did feel like a fast game. There are there are some Super Bowls that feel like molasses. Yeah, last forever. But yeah. this one I mean, was like there's been times where we we we've 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 done like Super Bowl party Super Bowl parties together where it feels like we've been hanging out all, all night day. Like just <laughs> yeah. from like three or four in the afternoon mm-hmm. prepping stuff all the way to the end of the night and it just feels like God damn I'm tired. We've yeah. been here all day. Yeah. I've eaten way too many chips. Yeah. yeah. Food's just dying on the counter because yeah. it's like, man, I'm I can't eat anymore. Yeah. I mean, we just we've had so much food. We've drank so much beer. Mm-hmm. The game is almost an afterthought because it's been going on so long it felt like. Yeah. And and it just doesn't it just feels like everything, man. Everything feels like we're trying so hard to just get it over with. Yeah. Instead of living with it for a minute. So, I, I agree. Know. I agree. It's like a depressing like reflection <laughs> of, of of what we're uh, what we're doing and it's where life, we are. Baby. Uh, I will say another <laughs> plus for the Super Bowl was the Nickelodeon simulcast. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> Which I think uh, I may watch next year. Yeah, it seemed like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we might have to flip back and forth next year. Yeah, kind of see what they're doing. I'm not going to turn the game off, but <laughs> you know, got to hear Tony Romo and Jim Nance, of course. But uh, SpongeBob and Patrick are a close second. Sure. Yeah. Anything else on the Super Bowl? No, nothing. I, I don't have anything else. Nothing. I think I've already nothing exhausted little, the little audience de- and myself. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling a little sad. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about happier stuff. Okay. Tomb Raider yeah. is back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Tomb Raider one through three. Yeah. It's getting a remaster, like all the uh, the other classic games have gotten a remaster. In fact, 
it's kind of interesting that it's taken Tomb Raider this long to get a remaster. Maybe because they were all, they were still making Tomb Raider games, but sure, the the new ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it 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 feels weird that it's taken this long to get to to get back go back to, to the old well. Yeah, I mean they fucking went back and made a bunch of Crash Bandicoot games. That's true. And by the way, they're fun to play. Yeah, if you haven't played the Insanity trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's fun. To, yeah, it's fun to play. Um, but uh, the Tomb Raider remasters are already making waves mm-hmm. on the video game uh, media circuit, and it's because they felt like they needed to say something about uh, their past transgressions. Yes. yes. So the uh, the warning goes as follows. This will pop up before you play your game. Uh, the game in this co- oh excuse me the games in this collection contain offensive depictions of people and cultures rooted in racial and ethnic prejudice. These stereotypes are deeply harmful, inexcusable, and do not align with our values at Crystal Dynamics, the developer. Uh, rather than removing this content, we have chosen to present it here in its original form, unaltered, in the hopes that we may acknowledge its harmful impact and learn from it. So what are they talking about specifically? Because I'm gonna need your help here. Okay. I played the Tomb Raider <laughs> games when I was a kid, and I never really got through them. And so they were always so hard. They were so hard, <laughs> like jumping around and like using those tank controls. It was like Dude, oh my I God. could, I just couldn't do it. I'd go into like a cave, and a fucking tiger would rip me apart, and I was just like, I can't do this. That tiger was the worst. <laughs> the T Rex was even harder. <laughs> Uh, okay. So I don't really know what where this is coming from. Yeah, so according to IGN.com, yeah, uh, writer Wesley Yinpool says, while Crystal Dyna- Dynamics failed to specify which parts of the game sparked the content warning, it may be related to the depiction of South Pacific Islanders in Tomb Raider 3. Uh, these tribesmen, who are implied to be cannibals, wielded pointed axes and shoot poison darts from blowguns as they battle against Laura Croft issuing animal-like death cries as they're defeated. So, I mean, it, it's probably just akin to, like, um, Temple of Doom, you know? Mm. Where it's, like, stereotypes of tribal yeah. people. Eat monkey brains. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um, so, that yeah, I mean, that's probably the, the long and short of it. Huh. And, you know, I think it covers their ass in case anyone gets offended by anything, really, in, in that collection. I mean... I mean, if people are going to get offended by, I, I don't know, it's just, it, it just, I guess you make this game for people who want to play Tomb Raider again, but you also make it in the hopes that new players will play it. Sure. And if they get to that part in the game and they're like, oh, I can't believe this. Number one, does this like stinger in the beginning of the game alleviate those feelings? I guess, I guess to that person, it says, we're aware. They know that yeah. this, yeah. Um, but if you're a person, I don't know, man. I don't, I think it, I like that they didn't change the game. Yeah. So I just want to make that part clear. It's good that I like the idea of like, we are presenting it as it, as it was presented back then. Mm-hmm. So as to learn the lessons from the past, but also show you like where we were at that point. Yeah. That's what we've talked about on the show a hundred times. Is like, don't alter things from the past. Just tell people, like, look, we know this shit was fucked up. It was fucked up then, yeah. and uh, and and we're acknowledging acknowledging that now. But you can't change the past. You can't just go back. I know we have technology that says we can just change whatever we want, but True. you shouldn't do that because you won't 
how do you learn from the past if you just erase right. it? Right. Which is what they did with um, uh, what was it? Uh, not Song of the South. Um, oh, uh, uh, um, shit! Now, I'm, frankly, Scarlet, I don't yeah, give a yeah, damn. Yeah. Uh, uh, gone with the wind. Gone with the wind. Gone yeah, they, they the do that wind. same thing nowadays. You know, they have that little you know pop up at the beginning saying, "Hey, there's some stuff here that isn't very cool." Yeah. Um, but here it is. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what I said when we originally talked about going with the wind, <laughs> that that thing. Yeah. But now the like the, the present version of myself kind of feels like I, I think it's unnecessary mm. to do stuff like that. I mean, if you watch a movie from like a hundred years ago and you're like, I can't believe this, like who are you even gonna get mad at? Most of the people that made those movies are dead anyway. Sure, who are yeah. you gonna get mad at? Right. Disney or like, I can't believe that you guys would even show this movie. It's so That's, offensive. That is the argument. That is the argument you're trying to fight against, which is people getting up in arms and saying, how could you How could you support that? How could you make money off of this? How could you stream this? This is The profiting thing. Okay, sure. This, I, is, yeah. this is hatred you're, you're, you're profiting off of. You yeah. know, like, I mean, it would be like if you, if you were like, uh, we have footage of a Klan rally, and you just put it on your streaming service, and mm-hmm. then, like, with no... Um, context you're just like it's on there you can watch it yeah I think people would be like not to <laughs> not to compare going <laughs> Go with, with the wind, wind with, with, with footage of a clan rally but sure. the idea kind of extends itself to that which is to say like it's a tacit uh, not agreement but like um, uh, you're not you're not not saying that it's bad and, and you're not supporting sure. it but you're also not disowning it well, so especially if you're not like history.com Posting yeah. it, you know, right. if you're just, you know, I don't know, alt-right 69 on YouTube <laughs> and you, you post something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Mm, okay. Maybe shit like that. Maybe it should all just be free. Maybe the 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 Library of Congress should have all this shit and we should just be able to watch it online. Maybe the Library of Congress should be paying for servers to keep all this stuff so that we can just watch this these things whenever we want. If something gets added to the Library of Congress, an album or a movie, yeah, you should just be able to access that. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, well, I mean, that's. <laughs> I, I was going to say that that's, up, that's kind of just libraries, though. <laughs> yeah, but not really, though, because yes and no. Like the Library of Congress is like things that are deemed historically important, important enough, yeah. right? Those things are going to be protected and saved. Libraries, yeah. you know, they're they're dying. Sure. Yeah. You know, they, sure. The, There's online libraries though that you can use as well. So yeah. even if uh, you know brick and mortar library goes away, which hopefully they never do, they will. But they will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just they will. Hope is gone. Yeah. Um, we'll at least be able to do those things online. You know, rent digitally, which yeah. is you know you can do that with books. You can do it with movies. You can do it whatever. Yeah. So. To get back to this, I. I don't know. I think it's it's probably smart to cover your own ass because you are making a thing and you are trying to profit off of that thing. But at the yeah. same time, like and you're remastering something, so you have the opportunity <sighs> to shift things around a little bit if you want to. Right. And and we've already established that you shouldn't. Yeah. At least at least we believe. Yeah. That I, you shouldn't I, do that. I, I don't think so. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess this is the good in between. Yeah, I do, I think it's the best that you can do in this situation. I, I think. Because actually, it reminds me, we were talking about that um, 
uh, oh, that movie with uh, the, 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 the teacher that gets in the inappropriate relationship. You know, with, for the movie guy, Jenna, you can't remember Jenna Ortega. any movies. Yeah, Miller's... Miller's Girl. Girl. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I was going to say Miller's Crossing. I'm like, no, it's probably a much better movie. Um, yeah, so, like, they had that sort of thing at the beginning to cover their own ass, too. And I, I just... I don't think it detracts from the art itself very much to do that and it also protects you know protects the the thing for all time you know so you can look back at this a hundred years from now and be like well when they re-released that they knew what was going on and yeah. you know whatever I you can't pass judgment on it because of that yeah and and yeah, I mean, when you when you want to, uh, the alternative is to just never have tough conversations ever again. Sure, and and you can't do that. I mean, although the Miller's Girl thing, I don't really understand. I still don't get why they even made that movie. That just doesn't seem like what what is a compelling artistic reason to to explore that. Well, that, that's like it's like it's literally like making a movie about pedophilia, and you're just like, well, I, want, I need to understand what pedophiles. Are. Like, I don't, no, we don't. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> we don't need to see where what what happens with this. Right. We don't need to understand them. And from the reviews I've seen, it's not a very good movie. So Yeah, that's the worst part about it. It's, yeah. like, it's not even good. Yeah. Take all the narrative gonna, weirdness out gonna, of it. If you're going to go for that big swing, it better be good. It better be fucking good, man. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so, I mean, I guess if, if, if the worst of acknowledging things from the past is that developers and directors and writers have to go, we know, and we're presenting this anyway but we we get it i'm fine with that yeah if that's if that's all we have to deal with going forward if hopefully sure. in another 40 50 years i can still watch old movies and know like even movies from the 90s you watch now and you're like oh, oh yeah especially <laughs> wow. the 90s 90s and 80s i think are the most like try hard extreme kind yeah. of thing but uh, so. but 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 if I have to be an old man and I can't watch some of my favorite movies from the '90s because sure. like the people who are running these places are you know Zoomers or whatever the yeah. generation is going to be at that point, and they don't think that it's appropriate for us. Right. Uh, that that yes, I I will I, I, that would that would turn me into an old <laughs> yeah you know curmudgeon old right. like fucking. So if if the worst of this is just these messages that say we are acknowledging this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still going to show it. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like you don't get to tell me what I can and can't watch or yeah. read or whatever. I'll make that decision for myself. Yeah. At least at least currently. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Yeah. Well, something you can listen to right now. If you want to. Is Vultures 1. Yeah. Uh, apparently part of a trilogy. Mm. So we finally actually have a release from Kanye West that... Wasn't delayed. Well, kind of was delayed, <laughs> mm. but not really. I mean, he said once he finally set a, an actual date yeah. for these. The he album came out. Yeah. The album came out with uh, a <clears throat> with not a lot of like. I mean, there was two promotional singles, um, but Kanye West doesn't have the emotion or the uh, cultural cachet that he uh, used to command. Um, so when he puts something out now, it's kind of this thing that. Um, he uh, really just has morbidly curious media personalities and his stand base, really, yeah. at this point. There's not a lot of just casual, um, 
Oh, that new Kanye came out, mm. you know, like a general audience, yeah. general pop audience. That like, he he, I mean, he was forever. a guy who could sell even at even with the industry at its worst, could do 300,000 first week, you know, I mean, yeah. he's, and he's <clears throat> now at a point where I mean, this this album will probably do, I mean, well enough for the circumstances, but oh, yeah, it's it's super huge on streaming right now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, he has, he has a huge, um, I I I call it stand base. I don't know if I've coined that term, but I think I have. I haven't <laughs> okay. seen stand base. Mm, mm. I haven't seen it. I'm just saying okay. I haven't seen it. I may I may be wrong. Maybe I may wrong. be wrong, <laughs> but I think I've coined a term. I think I've created a word. Actually, I think they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to include it in the next encyclopedia. I think you know they're gonna have to put it in there, and they're gonna have to put my face next to it. And they say stand base. I created the stand base. <laughs> I think that I've coined that term. Okay, that's what matters, really. That's all that matters. If you think, you as did. long as I think it. Yeah. Look it up. I think stand base is a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, I think that he he has, he has. The same kind of stand base that uh, uh, Nikki has, that Taylor has, that Beyonce has. He's at a point now. Distant base? Not database. I'm working on it. Keep going. Keep going. Where to them, their favorite artist can do no wrong. No matter what. And... Taylor Swift may be annoying, and The Weeknd... Ur- Urban Dictionary as of 2020. 2020. Okay, yeah. sure, fine. Whatever. <laughs> the Weeknd and Megan Thee Stallion and, and, and Nicki Minaj, they may do things that people don't like and are upsetting in, in ways that like are just like, oh, that, that sucks that you did that. True. Kanye West is a little bit different. Kanye West has... Uh, um, I mean, said and mostly just said, I don't think he's really done anything, but he's mostly just said some pretty heinous things sure, yeah. that you'd have to look past a lot of stuff to get to a point where you're like, I'm still going to listen to his music. Yeah. And not just listen to his music, but support him going forward. It's one thing to, as a media personality, listen to his music or, or a journalist or somebody who, uh, or a critic, yeah, to listen to his music and feel like it is still culturally relevant to know what a person as important as Kanye West is is saying. It's another thing for you as a normal person to be in your car or to be telling other people that we need to listen to this new Kanye West. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So we're at a weird place with <sighs> with fan bases or stand bases <laughs> as I've as I've created the term I've created. Well. I think yes, that's that's completely true. I think the more the most interesting conversation around this release is the conversation of can you objectively review this album with all the garbage that's been around about Kanye mm. and personal feelings, what he said, um, what he's been affiliated with. In recent years, like as a, because I've seen, I mean, the internet's been ablaze, ablaze. Um, but the big question looming over all of it is, I'm gonna grab two more beers. Thank you. Can you objectively review a 
Oh. Oh wow. Am I taking requests? <laughs> sure, he needs nappy juice. <laughs> I love apple juice. <laughs> I guess I'll hold yeah, off on my take. One, one more yeah, no, no, no. There's only three because I got the, the the big boy, the big boy pack. So just grab us something to sip on. It's fine. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna. Where's the apple juice? It's on the second shelf <laughs> behind the mobile food really crunch. Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's what we have to work with here. I think there's like one apple juice left, right? Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God there's one more apple juice oh, left, folks. You heard it here first. Huh! Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. I barely threw it! The corner hit me between my face. You okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hop Avenger! <laughs> yeah, this one, speaking of, we're not going to review this beer, folks, but speaking of New Belgium uh, Voodoo Ranger, this pack was full of things that I haven't had yet, mm. except for the uh, the juicy one, the fruit fruit force or whatever. Yeah, I've had that. We had that one. The other three ones, never even heard of. Mm. Like, mm. what are they doing? Mm. How do they keep making these beers? Yeah, they keep making these beers. What's the deal? All right, with beer. You're welcome. Okay, as I was, as you were, sir. Um. I think the the more interesting conversation have been being had around Vultures One is the integrity of reviews based on people's personal beliefs, um, Kanye's, I mean, supposed prejudices from what he said, yeah, um, and the fact that well, he can't be anti-Semitic. He he fucks Jewish women, right? So. And he uh, apparently, according to Vultures song on Vultures. Uh, he has some Jews on the payroll still. Yeah. So, so how know. can he be anti-Semitic? There's Jews all around him. Right. It's fine. It's fine. It's I, just the way that he says Jews. I have black friends. The Jews. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. What? Jews. Jews. <laughs> Jews. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know. What do you think about that? As far as a former uh, music reviewer, can you really like? We've had this conversation about Kanye time and time again mm. about. Art versus artist. Can mm -hmm. you separate the two? Mm -hmm. But I think it's especially interesting of a conversation when you talk about it as a professional reviewer. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? Are, are you able to do that? Is anyone able to do that? I think you are if you're not a coward. Okay. Yeah. I honestly believe that if you... I think people are afraid that their reputation or the perception of them as a writer would be stained by being complimentary of somebody who is seen as a villain right now mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. who and who may always be seen as a villain sure because he apologized for all the anti-semitic things that he said and Kinda. the well i mean he he did he he did i mean there was there was the there was the post on instagram that was in hebrew yeah but then um, right after he Kept talking shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's... Yeah, true, true. Oh, I, I mean, I was going to say that the... Not the ACLU, but... Well, the ACLU and, and the Jewish Coalition of... I don't I, I don't remember. The people who represent... JCLU. The, Jews, the JCLU, <laughs> yeah. Some, rep, some representative yes. group 
accepted his apology and said that like actions speak louder than words and it would mm-hmm. be nice to see him like you know act on these things that he's saying but right. an apology in hebrew is a nice step sure. so they accepted yeah. his apology yeah. you know the kind of stuff that he's saying now notwithstanding uh you would have to be i, th- I think you're i think the major concern is if Hitler wrote a book of poetry mm. that was actually deep and beautiful. Yeah. And you would have to read that and acknowledge the fact that like maybe the most evil person in the history <laughs> talented poet was also yeah, was also sure. also talented. It's it's like when people do this thing where they talk about Hitler and they say well he was a really good public speaker and that's the re- that's part of the reason he was able to drum up so Sure, yeah. I think that's factually correct. It is factually correct, <laughs> but when people do it you start to get people kind of shifting in their seats sure. going like, how complimentary are we going to so be of you, this person? So, so you're saying you like Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. So like, uh, I, there was, <laughs> I, I can't remember what it was. It was like some, We're getting some, demonetized for that quote alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to let you know that. But there was this guy who was reading Mein, mein Kampf. Uh-huh. And he was, he was reading it because he thought it was interesting to read. Mm. It is interesting to sure, read. Sure, yeah, yeah. But... If you are too complimentary of stuff like that, it starts to it starts to eke into this this thing of like so to get to Kanye is not Hitler, but he has said some really heinous things about Jewish people and and loving Hitler and, and loving Hitler and 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 so if I think that you would have to put aside what people would say about you as a writer mm-hmm. and as a as a, 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 a um. Uh, a voice of the culture. Yep. And then I do think that you could be objective because if vultures, I mean, by all accounts, vultures is by people who aren't, um, you know, sucking at the teat. Sure. They're saying it's, it's average to bad. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't speak on the music itself. Yeah. I probably won't listen to it, honestly, uh, because Kanye just, I mean, just taking all the other, all the crazy stuff that he yeah. said aside, he hasn't put out good music since probably the life of Pablo and, um, could see ghosts probably like the best oh, yeah, thing yeah, that he's yeah. done since but um yeah i do think that if you aren't afraid of what people are going to say about you as an as an artist yourself associating yourself even via criticism yeah you could do that i yeah. do but i do think that the media is too afraid to just be objective about something like can you imagine if Pitchfork and and and, <laughs> and 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 all these media outlets. Can you imagine if the album is like really good and it just got critical acclaim across the board? They yeah. it would be seen as them endorsing him. Sure, sure. Yeah. It, 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 so like it can't. They just they they can't do it. I'm like that's that is completely true. I agree 100. percent My question is more on a personal level. If you're a critic who <clears throat> You know, you, let's say you get your job is you, you get a, uh, you know, a paper on your desk saying you must review Vultures one. But, you know, you let's say you're Jewish or, you know, you have a Jewish wife or something, you know, like, yeah, whatever association association you need personally um, or you're just not anti-Semitic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, can you bag. can you get that assignment and do it? justice personally because what i'm trying to get at is for me the way i think about it is like criticism is never completely objective 
It's always subjective. Right. That's what criticism is. Right. It's somebody's opinion. Right. So if I have a soured opinion about Kanye West before I review <clears> his <throat> album, chances are I can be like, look, I can be as as objective as I, as I possibly can be to listen to it for the music itself. Mm. Now, let me tell you, he doesn't do his, himself many favors because I've seen some of the lyrics and he folds in some of that, you know, wordplay into it. Mm hmm. So that subject matter, I should say. But let's say he doesn't. Like, how can I take that on the work itself on face value without it being at least a little sullied by the personality that he is? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I I see. I see exactly what you're saying. And and with artists and with culturally us being connected to artists more than we ever have been in the history of music, it's even harder to to be... Parasocially. Huh? Parasocially. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, mean, speaking of Kanye, uh, there was was the album uh, Ye that -hmm. came out when he was putting out all those other uh, um, seven or eight track albums, right? And he had said and done a bunch of crazy shit leading up to that album. And then... Everyone was like, is he going to acknowledge this stuff? Is he going to talk about it? And then he spent seven, well, basically six songs, set one song. He kind of acknowledged some of it, but yep. most of it, this is when the bipolar stuff came out and he was talking about Adidas and he was all this stuff that he was <clears throat> going off on. All the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> when he was just talking about shoes. And, uh, and he doesn't take an opportunity to talk about all this stuff. Now, if we didn't know any of this stuff about him personally and he just put out this album then i think it i think honestly yay would have been a more powerful statement musically because he does talk about uh his mental illness and his struggles with his wife and sure. and with his family and 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 how he balances those i do think that that would have been more culturally relevant or significant had we not all had our own opinions on is he going to talk about this thing when when this album comes out yeah so to get back to your question yeah i mean i do think it's it's pretty hard and almost impossible to judge these things on merit because he's so people and and celebrities are so uh uh willing to 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 voice their opinions on things nowadays that like all right now i know how you feel about things it's hard for me to now pretend like this is a character you're playing Mm -hmm. back in the day artists were mysterious and and yeah it's like they could just be they could 20 years after their career they could be like that was just a guy that i was playing <laughs> yeah. you know i i don't believe any it's of those bro. things yeah well yes <laughs> i mean the undertaker is a prime example yeah for years he could have he was just this you didn't know anything i thought he was a zombie <laughs> he had been buried alive and he came back how did he do it for years, you didn't know anything about him. You didn't know his opinions on things. You didn't know if he cared about it. Sure. All you knew was his politics. Was that? Let's talk about his politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not great, <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, but he seems like a nice guy. He's, I guess. he's, 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 he's fine. He's so, it, it it is stuff like the artists have have kayfabe is dead when it comes to to music and and celebrity oh, yeah. in general. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough because you. He's opened his mouth so much about shit that he cares about, and especially hip hop is is especially a genre in which, like, if you have an opinion on something, well, your your fan base is going to expect that your music is going to reflect that. Yeah. It's hard to feel a certain way and be open about certain things, and then that not be in your music because 
uh, hip hop is one of the only genres that like is primarily written from the first person point mm -hmm. of view. Most other genres are like this is a guy who's going through a thing, and this is a I I met this lady who runs a corner store, and this uh, this this story affected me emotionally, and I wrote this song from the perspective of her dog. Like you can <laughs> right, do right, right. all these other genres do these things, but hip hop not to say that yeah traditionally right. I'm not saying that hip hop is only this. I'm just saying that like primarily it's written from the first person. First person yeah. So if 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 we're hearing your story, and this is this is you. You know, I'm just, this is the shit that I'm just, this is what I've been through, man. This is just my life. This is how I see life. And then you spend 80 minutes not talking about any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to affect, it's just hard for it to not affect your opinion on it. True. So, yeah, I think, I, back to what I was saying before, I think you can do it if you're not afraid of what people are going to say about you. But, but to your point, I do think it actually, when you actually start writing your review, would be pretty hard yeah. to do it. I think so too. Yeah. And I mean, that, that gets us to sort of one of the main points of this topic is famous YouTuber, <clears throat> uh, uh, music personality, Anthony Fantano, mm. uh, kind of took a stand. He, he drew a, a line in the sand to say that uh, Vulture's one is unreviewable. And it, mind you, he usually, if he really thinks something's bad, he'll say not good. Yeah, that'll be the review for it. Um, but on this one, the title's literally it's unreviewable. Yeah. So I watched the video and essentially he goes on to say that, like, the quality's bad of of the album itself. And he goes on to list the ways, but also it's more so based on his opinion of Kanye, you know, in 2024. Yeah. And how it has sort of attached itself to the music he's making nowadays, how the lyrical content is now kind of been infiltrated by his opinions on uh, um, politics and culture, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, just that it's, it's essentially not worth his time to review it. That's kind of, that, that's the gist I got out of watching his review yeah. for it. Um, so that that kind of got me thinking about it is like because a lot of people online are dogging on him for saying like, you know, uh, there are a lot of stands obviously saying, oh, you you went in with a preconceived notion of what you were gonna think about this album already because you hate Kanye, and that's why you're not reviewing it well because like this this album's actually awesome, yeah, you know, drinking the Kool Aid, right? Um, a lot of people are, you know. I don't know, just attacking him for his opinion, like you said, would happen. Yeah. If you're afraid to kind of speak out on a, a fervent, like, <laughs> critical mass fan base. I think he has the most passionate fan base. He has a lot of people who are, I mean, a lot of artists have, like, big fan bases and, and, and emotional fan bases. And I think his is the most passionate in that, like, you can't, you can't say one disparaging thing about him yeah. at this point. We used to be able to just talk about music, you know? We used to be able to just say, like, yo, that shit was trash. And, we used to be a real is, country. We used to be a real country. You can't do it anymore. Well, it's funny because <clears throat> so much so much of this was started because of his comments on Trump and his love for Trump. I feel like he's kind of mirroring that same thing. Yeah. Where it's like he sacrificed a large swath of his fan base, of the general fan base, of just, you know, casual hip-hop fans, pop fans, et cetera, et cetera. 
for an absolutely like bloodthirsty, foaming at the mouth, smaller but more passionate fan base. Yeah. And that's what he has right now. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing like all these drones coming out of the woodwork online and uh, attacking anyone who says that it's not a good album or, you know, they are not going to listen to it because they don't like the the personality that Kanye is nowadays. So, you know, it's just it's it's for me, it doesn't affect me very much because I just don't argue on the Internet. Yeah. Except on here. Um, <laughs> but it's just annoying <laughs> to see. Yeah, it sucks. It it it. it if I don't catch myself, I'll start reading down the threads and I'll just like my I'll feel my blood boil and, and catch myself and go, oh, this doesn't affect my life at all. Yeah, yeah. OK, let me back away yeah. from the keyboard. No, it. it, it yeah. The, the, his when they start going off on like, you know, especially I, I mean, I saw I saw the stuff that people have been saying about Anthony Fantano, like fucking um, some some really big streamer XQC. Mm. Um, he's been in the news lately for being for 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 people criticizing him for like, you know, dude, you're making millions of dollars and all you do is really just comment on other yeah. people doing stuff. And mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't even comment on the shit; you just you let just it watch. ride, yeah. and then you make millions of dollars. He's one of the most successful streamers in the world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he watched Anthony Fantano's video, mm-hmm. and then basically his opinion was. If you are going to be critical of Kanye now, then you've got to be consistent about your criticisms when it comes to hip hop across the board. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, I don't see you ever speaking up when rappers talk about killing people and I don't see you talking. Yeah, exactly. Is he a boomer? Like, where's this coming from? Dude, and and, and because it's, 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 he's just seeing the reaction online and he's jumping in to yeah, be yeah. a part of to get a little a little kiss of that. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I, I don't see XQC talking about hip hop in general. I don't see no. him. Uh, he's not a he's not a cultural voice in hip hop. Nobody no. listens to what. Yeah, exactly. No. So, but with this Kanye West thing, all of a sudden he's got an opinion on rappers, and all of a sudden he's got an opinion on Anthony Fantano not speaking up when gangster rappers talk about gangster shit. Doesn't even make any sense. But then no. when you look at the thread on the tweet, it's all these people going, oh, he's spitting. Oh, he's right. Yeah, I don't yeah. really agree with XQC all the time, but he's right here. And it's like, it feels like, dude, sometimes when you get into a certain corner of the internet, especially Twitter, it feels like you're going insane. Yeah. You look around and you're like, am you, I the crazy yeah, one? It's like, I can't, I can't. I, and it's, and it's, it's like it's, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And it's like hundreds of comments where you're like, there's no way you, all of you people are real. There's yeah. no way real people exist that feel this way. And, and then I just, you realize they're mostly 12. Exactly. I just have to keep telling myself that they're like 12-year-old Asians, or, or, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly, sorry, it's most of these accounts, <laughs> most of these accounts, if they have Messi as their av- avatar, it's mostly... White and Asian kids. I don't care. Docs for what are they gonna do? You'll see. <laughs> There's nothing that they notice. Can do. I didn't say anything, <laughs> dear, dear Asian or white person. It's him. I love Messi. <laughs> Anytime there is like an emotional outbreak from these from these fan bases, most of these hip hop pages, 
is mm. is mm. you know mm-hmm. 18 year old malaysian kids that's 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 who runs rap tv yeah. and and hip hop voice and grind hard tv and and when you see accounts that are like you know black people fights and oh, shit yeah. like that oh, you're like God. this is horrible why would you have a whole account curated for hood this hood rat shit yeah it's not it's not black people curating these no. accounts no it's 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 white and Asian kids who know, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's they know that they're going to get traffic to their site by posting this shit. I feel, like, they, I feel like Asian kids caught astray in this one. I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe. All right. Sorry. White and Indian kids. It's also Indians. It's a in, bunch in, of Indian in, kids. Well, it really is. That's, in, not, that's not a joke. Indians are Asian. So, you know. Southeast Asians. <laughs> Whites and Southeast Asians. <laughs> are mostly running these accounts. I'm not even saying anything disparaging. I'm saying that they're the ones running these accounts. And that's factually true. They're entrepreneurs. That you find anytime <laughs> that these kids you scroll back far enough on any one of these accounts and you will see them like <laughs> like talking about soccer and and then you know you scroll even further after after they realize after they realize what the grift is that's what the account becomes. But yeah, you man. keep going and going and going. You get back, and then it's like my Cricket. birthday is on. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and <laughs> and then there's selfies of them in like some bumfuck town, and you're like, oh, they got internet, and the first thing that they did <laughs> was get toxic. <laughs> was get toxic because it makes money. Because they're kids, and they know. And 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 you want to keep going with this because I do. The reason, the reason that they're doing this is fucking Elon Musk. It's his fucking fault because he created an environment. It's an engagement where it farm. Was, it, yeah, it's profitable to post heinous shit about oh, people. These, these are the ones that always get me is when it's like literally a video of someone dying. Yeah. And it's like thoughts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, what, what yeah. are you talking about? What, what are my thoughts on this? Yeah. Or a lady, an old lady getting punched in the face or right. something. It's like. Do you think he went too far? Right. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> what? Who, who do you think is posting that shit? You think it's the old lady posting about how... No. It's white and Asian kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always whites and Asians, okay? But yeah. a lot of times it is, and I will stand on that. Okay. I will stand on All it because right. I've seen it with my own eyes. These accounts getting revealed to be whites and Asians. <laughs> Again, I don't even think I did. I say anything disparaging. I just said that they run these accounts. That's I mean, all I said, and that's true. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we have the research to back that up, but you know, if you've seen it, you've seen it. I'll tell you what is. You know what? I'm gonna stop. Okay. <laughs> that's called progress. I'm very happy for you. Good job. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know at this point. Um, with with with. With, with stuff like this with Kanye especially I mean he the machine that's behind him is too powerful anyway that it doesn't even matter yeah you know he 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 just pushes forward and you get all these people who are gonna boost his streaming numbers and then and then when you talk about it you can go back and going back to the killer Mike thing oh, from man. I don't know if we talked about it last week or whenever we talked about it maybe we talked about it just casually but yeah yeah killer Mike wins all these Grammys for... for oh, I guess I don't think we really talked about We didn't about talk it. about it on mic, no. So Killer Mike, if, if you're not aware, 
swept the rap categories at the Grammys this year. And then the got fir- detained. And then got detained. And the first reaction from the internet, from a certain portion of the internet, was, who's Killer Mike? Because all these kids wanted... Ah. <laughs> they wanted Travis Scott to win or, yeah. or maybe even Drake to win. And then when Killer Mike took home all the trophies, they were like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. And instead of educating themselves Ooh. on who Killer Mike is, that was their fucking first reaction. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Name five Killer Mike songs. Yeah. So you're not going to get, I mean, at this point, it, it, doesn't, even, it doesn't even matter. His, he's just going to push forward and say whatever he wants and, and, and he, the numbers are going to be boosted and when people try to argue against this they're going to say well look at his streaming numbers yeah, he's the number, same thing number with, one Spotify yeah, so. same thing with Killer Mike people looked at his Spotify numbers and said who is this guy instead of delving into the content of the music sure. itself sure. and that's what's going to happen with Kanye West is like as long as his fan base is going to continue to uh, you know prop him up yeah. And he's going to continue to have digital success. People are going to buy these stupid, like rinky dink little things that he creates, like the Yeezy pods and like the, what the was, socks. Yeah. People <laughs> are going to buy that shit. I mean, it's not, it, it, there's no, the, the, the measure of success or the meter that we, that, that people use nowadays, not, not us, not our generation, but the True. new generation, the meter that they use is engagement. Yeah. It, it's many, hitting how, their qualifiers. Yeah. And that's that's a scary place that we're at where you're not even engaging with the with the product itself. You're engaging with how many. Yeah. And how can you even quantify uh, other than looking at the actual numbers? But you're not looking at the quality of the thing. There's no conversation being had because about what we're actually talking. We are fully in a consumerist culture where it's all about how much is consumed. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 the only metric that matters to some people. I mean, it was a. This feels like a hangover from our generation saying, like, oh, well, he can't be the best rapper alive if he hasn't had this many platinum records. Yeah, absolutely. If he didn't, oh, he didn't, he didn't uh, get to number one like immediately. Yeah. On the sales charts. Yeah, when we used to look at first week sales and go, like, what was his first week? Oh, man, he only did 200,000. That's terrible. Right. Trash. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that is, I think just perpetuated by the internet now yeah because there's a new metric with bigger numbers and that's far easier to boost yeah uh even inflate like artificially yeah well that's the worst part about it is like there was ways to to you know game the numbers back in the day but not like today not like today far easier far easier. so much and and not even easier but also on a wider scale yeah you couldn't you couldn't fake Two million records. No, you could ship five hundred thousand and say, "Listen, we They're shipped five hundred thousand. Yeah, so that's. I mean, he'll <laughs> be gold. bought eventually. Yeah. yeah, but you couldn't fake billions of streams. No. You, you know, like, but now you can do that. You can look at these numbers and go, like, there's artists who I'm like, who the fuck is this? And they've got over hundreds of mil, hundred over a hundred million streams, a million trillion, and you're like. I don't even know who this person is. Yeah. And then there's like 12 people that will jump into your mentions and be like, you don't know Corvo 48? <laughs> <laughs> and it's always a white or Asian kid yeah. in my mentions. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. But uh, it, yeah, so there's no, I mean, we're back in the Wild West with some of this stuff, man. 
you know yeah. and and uh and and the people who are going to profit i don't know it doesn't even matter to them no so and we've come full circle to tribalism right yeah. right yeah right right so it's like do you even really do you even engage with this stuff you know because the conversation that that i want to have is how good is the music and yeah. how culturally important is the music but the conversation that's being had is well he x amount of people are listening to it so it must be good yeah and it's like well we can't even can't even have this talk. We're, yeah. we're talking about two different things. We're talking apples and elephants. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, man. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'll, <laughs> I'll give the uh, I'll give the album a listen. I'll see what I feel about it. Yeah, I'll listen to it too. Just yeah. to just to I'll I'll wait I'll wait a week so we don't affect his first week uh, streams. <laughs> <laughs> Petty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then I'll and then I'll listen to it. Yeah. And you know what? I won't even listen to the album itself. I'll listen to one song every week. Okay. So that like space it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Really live with it. Yeah. Really live with it. Okay. All right. I don't know much, but I do know that we've come to the point of the show mm -hmm. where we have to upswing this thing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And we got to talk about some stuff that we like. We can talk for two hours about the negatives of the world, but at the end of the day, this cheers, baby. This cheers is some stuff that we like, the stuff that we're into. So, Obi. Tell the people what your Cheers of the Week is. My Cheers of the Week goes to Jon Stewart. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's just fresh back on The Daily Show. He's, uh, I think, only doing one day a week. Yeah, I, I had to read into this because I was very confused because everybody yeah. kept saying Jon Stewart's back. And I was right. like, there's no way yeah, he's no, just... No, 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 no. That that they did a months long search for a new host and then they Bring just back brought the old guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah he's only doing Mondays he's and doing he's Mondays. only doing it during the election year year yeah so <laughs> I <laughs> I saw this tweet that was like how much of like how much does it say to you about who they've had at the helm and who like these guests that they've had testing the waters for a new host for the show that. The first time you get Jon Stewart back, it's the best show they've had in years. Yeah. Like, he just has the thing. Yeah. I don't know what the thing is, but it's been missing. And I, like, it, it, it is surely partially nostalgia talking. Mm -hmm. But it's just so nice to see him back. Mm -hmm. And I think his episode, like, is really good and really funny and really cutting on both sides of the aisle. And I think, like, he is the panacea that we need in this time, mm. in this election year. That he has credentials, he has the talent to do it, and he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I, I, I'm just so excited. I wish we had him the, in, like, entire week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I know he's, he's above that now. Yeah, he can't, yeah. Um, but I'm just so happy that he's back at least for one day a week, and I'm going to be tuning in every Monday for yeah. sure because the clips, mm -hmm. beautiful. I think it. I think what sets him apart, man, is is it's it's his uh, intelligence, the fact that he's like funnier than most political commentators. Yeah, but I think the the X factor is like the passion that he that he brings to each one of these subjects, like. The way that Jon Stewart talks about some of this stuff is like life or death for him. 
yeah. you know yeah so when he like those moments where the camera pulls in and he like really talks about a subject nobody 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 in american satirical political commentary yeah. can hold a moment like john stewart did mm-hmm. when he was talking about things that cared that he cared about nobody ha- nobody can do what he what he's done yeah nobody's got the chops nobody's got the gravitas to mm-hmm. like really bring home a point that you go jesus christ this guy is really yeah. he really cares about this well and, and not to mention like his <clears throat> personal work on veterans rights and mm-hmm. and and uh getting them the money they need yeah. uh 9-11 survivors like all of that stuff yeah when like, you see him testify for the 9-11 also survivors, one of the best speeches i've ever seen right and 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 that's when you that's when you go all right this is more than a job for him yeah he cares i, he I thought cares. i th- i like trevor noah i liked him as a I, I like him as a stand-up comedian i thought he was a decent host but like you watch him and he was too cool for the show we had a sh- we had a show about trevor noah we did we did that's right yeah 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 yeah, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah, Trevor, Trevor, Noah, Noah. Trevor Noah. It was Get one of our South Africans back. One of our biggest uh, hits. So, yes, please. Yeah, South he Africans. he he just didn't. Uh, I don't think we, when it when push t- push came to shove that he had the same fire that yeah. John Stewart has. And honestly, none of the correspondents really have it. No. Mm-mm. So, and I think that's that's why it's taken them so long to try to find somebody. And I think that that's the reason that fucking John Oliver went over to HBO and his show was so good is because yeah. he did have it. Yeah. And for some reason, The Daily Show was like, nah, nah. Yeah. And I'll never understand that. I'll never understand why they were like, let's I mean, <laughs> let's get a fresh face in here. And I and you know maybe part of it was like they wanted to diversify and they didn't want to put another white guy in the chair. And I get that. But he's British. Yeah. It's even worse, actually. <laughs> he's extra white. <laughs> yeah, he's really white. But then... He's got a hip-hop page. But, I mean, if you... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's good It's good to have him back, at yeah. least for a little while. Agreed. And then, apparently, he's going to be the executive producer going forward. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I guess they canceled his show, his Apple show. Yeah. And now, oh, he's got time. So, he's going to be the... Uh, the um, executive producer for the show going forward. And, hopefully, he finds... Like a real heir to the throne, because like Trevor Noah being there, he was only there for what, like five years, five like or six that, years, yeah. which I didn't realize well, this since, until since we've been recording. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So about seven, eight years, Something probably. Like that, yeah. But even still, fucking John Stewart was there from 1999 mm-hmm. to 2015. Yeah, I had no idea he was there that long. I mean, it just seems like our entire childhood. He's it's just been it's been him it literally has just been oh just john stewart i didn't even know these other people they talk about i thought he created the daily show no and then mm-hmm. they talk about other hosts that they had before and i was like what well exactly Possibly. i mean that that he was the perfect guy they yeah. needed the guy and they found the guy yeah yeah uh all right my cheers of the week is going to our sweet, beautiful Orlando Magic. Mm. Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. We're coming up on the midway part of the season. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you guys want to talk about sports again? <laughs> we're going to talk more sports. They're playing as we speak. Uh, we're coming up in the middle of the season. We're getting to uh, 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 um, All-Star Weekend. And the Magic, I believe, are sitting at number six as of this recording, which is the best that they've done in years. We're actual, we're, excuse me, we are in actual playoff contention for the first time in, in a long time. And it's just been fun. The, the, the season has just been fun to watch. And, you know, I'm just taking this time to, to give them my cheers and I'll probably give them another cheers. Hopefully by the end of the season, we're, we're, we're in the playoffs We're we're, uh, we're making a, we're making a tough 
real run at, at, at I mean, you know, there's there's some teams in the Eastern Conference that are just gargantuan. They're just monsters. Yeah, like the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, like the Knicks. <laughs> so it's going to be tough to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. But Magic are currently six, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's just fun. This season has just been really fun. And also I bring the Magic up this right now, this, this year's, because um, they're retiring Shaquille O'Neal's number 32. Mm-hmm. So they're, mm-hmm. this is the first number that the Magic have ever retired. Yeah. And, of course, it goes to uh, Shaq Daddy Diesel. And that's awesome because I love Shaquille O'Neal. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Um, I, I, I got him in my top five. Yeah. So I, I love Shaq. It's great to see that he's getting the getting the honor uh, that he deserves as one of the goats. Agreed. So yeah, that's it for the magic, baby. All right, all right. Okay, before we get out of here, you know what we got to do, guys? We got to review these brewskis. So let's talk about the Hop Raider from New Belgium. Obi, what'd you think? A little too hoppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a I'm a hoppy boy. I love some hops, but this one was a little too harsh on the tongue for me. Hmm. Uh, but that being said, uh, I think especially for a, like a big brand like New Belgian, uh, you can do far worse at your local supermarket aisle for an IPA, especially. Yeah. So you know that being said, I th- I, I thought it was you know pretty drinkable. I think just a, a little, a little too hoppy on the tongue at the end. A little too bitter. A little too bitter for me. Mm. I would have preferred a little bit more of that stone fruit flavor to come in. A little bit mm. of sweetness. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the only thing I would say to improve this thing. But overall, I did, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm gonna give it four and a half. <sighs> that was pretty good. Okay. Um, I'm not. I don't feel as highly as you do. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, yeah, explain what you were <laughs> going to say at the beginning. Well, what I was kind of getting... spreading themselves too thin, maybe? Yeah, yeah. because, like, uh, they... They've got a whole variety pack of different IPAs. Who else can do that? Who else has one line that is a bunch of different IPAs, and really the differences are... You know, maybe you'll throw a different fruit in there, maybe a different hop or the IPA. But essentially, if you don't know that much about uh, beer or IPAs, the differences between these beers are going to kind of be lost on you. Yeah. Right. And at this point, at this point, the situation's out of control. (laughs) That's that's some Usher reference for you. That's pretty good. It's just getting harder and harder to discern between these beers. That's fair. Yeah. And uh, 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 I drink this, and the only thing that really uh, catches my eye is the fact that it's eight percent, eight point one technically. Well, and it's not it's not listed as like a double IPA either. It's no, just, it's just no, an IPA, Hop Raider IPA, and that technically is like um, uh, uh, false advertising because. An IPA at 8% is 100% an Imperial or double IPA. Right. No doubt about it. IPA yeah. should not be 8%. No. So that's really the only thing that's eye-catching to me is that it's an it's a double. And uh, and I know I'm going to be feeling it. I'm already kind of feeling it a little bit. So three and a half. Okay. Because it's not bad. Yeah. But it's not rising above anything that even New Belgium themselves have done. 
sure in this voodoo rancher line well they're making it harder for themselves to um outdo themselves yeah. in a way because they've done so well especially again again i have to give props where props are deserved and i think that for a big box brand like new belgium you can do far far worse yes absolutely you absolutely. go into your local That's grocery store yeah you know like yeah you can do definitely worse than this, especially for ipas right yeah yeah to that point do I recommend it? I recommend yes. I recommend I recommend you get the Voodoo Ranger line from from New Belgium if you're looking for something in this direction sure. that you don't know too much about, but you're gonna get some quality stuff, especially in a, in like a party pack of IPAs. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And maybe, maybe just maybe, you learn a little something, right? You sit yeah. down and you drink some of these party packs, and maybe you can discern between the hops and uh, the fruit notes that they put into sure. them, and uh, maybe you surprise yourself. Do a sample. Do a little sample platter. A little sample get platter. get a couple friends over. Yeah. Put them all in cups. Uh-huh. Pour them around. Yeah. Take taste them side by side. Yeah. Smell them. Taste them. Yeah. You know. And try you to these? find out. Yeah. A little. Look. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but as it stands, a three and a half for me, a four and a half for you. Yep. You think we got it? I know we got it. All right. Well, if Obi says we got it, then that is the end of this show. Just this week. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. This. Once, once the Kanye stands come in. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's over. Okay, well, yeah, I guess I should say, like, we're going to wait for the fallout. We're going to be in the bomb shelter for the next week and a half, <laughs> waiting for the fallout. And then uh-huh. hopefully, uh, I can I can already see it, dude. I can already see mm. our YouTube um, uh, 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 thumbs up to thumbs uh-huh. down ratio. I'm looking at a 64, maybe a 70%. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll get some thumbs up, but we're definitely going to get a couple thumbs down. Okay. What we need from you guys, if you're still here listening, you need to com- combat the, the, the Kanye stands that are going to show up. Please. Uh, we need you there to just be voices of reason, okay? <laughs> we didn't say anything crazy. We I just stated so. the facts. Yeah. Okay? Maybe I went a little hard on the white and Asian kids. <laughs> Uh-huh. But the thing is, again, I don't think I said anything crazy. I just said that they run accounts on Twitter. You did not just say that. What else did I say? I said. <laughs> no, I heard him. That's all he said. I said white and Asian kids are usually behind accounts like rap. I think, I, think, I think that's enough. I think it's enough. This has been the One Beer In Podcast from myself, Marco Dupla, for Adam Obesius Rodney. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. White and Asian. White and Asian.